Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on this week's episode, I talk with FPC Lakeland's Student Ministries Director, Brian Morgan, as we discuss insights from our study in the book of Galatians and the conflict between Peter and Paul in Galatians chapter 2. We hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, well, we are uh, here today in our second episode of Armchair Preaching. Uh, very excited to have uh, Brian Morgan with us today. Uh, not really, uh, he's one of our, he's on staff, he's been on staff for about, how long have you been on staff now? Today is actually my five-year anniversary. Oh, wow, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, Brian is our student ministries director mm -hmm. um, and leads a youth group, um, a very large, dynamic youth group, 80 to 100 kids, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, give people an idea kind of what that looks like, what your kind of role looks like there, um, you know, basic rhythms and things like that. So so what do you kind of do as a student ministry director? Yeah. So, um, I mean, one of the main things is on Wednesday nights we have kind of our big group gathering where, like you said, 80 to 100 students will show up and we do more of teaching. Uh, and it's not just kind of a talking head the whole time. We're trying to get group discussion going on. Uh, so we have that for part of the night. There's also part of the night where kids are kind of hanging out and fellowship and, you know, deepening friendships, initiating friendships. And then we do a small group time afterwards on Wednesday night. So they split up in by gender and grade. And then we have small group leaders that are just trying to pour into their lives. We just try to mobilize as many adult leaders as we possibly can. That's one of our big visions that we want. We want as many adults to be involved in students' lives as possible, saying, all right, well, if you come on Wednesday nights, that's great, but we're trying to funnel you down into smaller groups. And then uh, the big win for us is to try to get adult leaders to meet up with students outside of Wednesday nights, and so for more intentional discipleship. So the Wednesday night uh, deal, then, you know, just planning camps and mission trips, um, also trying to do a better job. I, I probably didn't do a great job of this. Well, not probably. I did not do a great job of um, just equipping adult volunteers, just trying to train them, yeah. and then just getting involved with more families, too, just, uh, you know, at whatever capacity families are willing to have us be involved in their life and hopefully see us as a benefit, we're trying to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And five-year anniversary today, yes. which is awesome. Yes, when did you start um, actually kind of stepping into preaching ministry? Was it pretty Was it pretty soon after you got here? Um, I, I think it was about a year and a half okay. or so. Yeah. So you've been a preaching year. about four, four years, years really yeah. regularly in congregational, uh, mm -hmm. congregational settings. Um, you... you some of the some of the the large group gatherings with the student ministry kind of has a preaching feel sometimes yeah um, but there's a little bit more interaction mm -hmm. there um, and for the fo folks that don't know you just graduated uh, seminary yeah, seminary yeah about a month and a half two months ago yeah yep. from Asbury yes sir and yeah. got your MDiv mm -hmm. so it's crazy now, never would have thought that yeah yeah when you especially you know miracles can happen <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah <awesome>. absolutely um, <laughs> so so you talked about uh, teaching uh, the the um, the student ministry, mm -hmm. and even in a large group setting, it, it, it feels different than preaching. So, yeah, what, how do you see that difference? What, what do you see as the main difference there between like a teaching kind of uh, 
even in a large group, teaching mm-hmm. versus preaching? Yeah, I mean, I think with the teaching, you're playing off of one another, and that just comes a little bit easier to me. Like, I love posing very good questions, hopefully deep questions that people are wrestling with and thinking through, and it's kind of a group think tank where we're all responding, and you get to hear people's unique voices and, and just their perspectives on God and or whatever text you're studying. But then preaching, I mean, you're carrying the whole thing. I mean, so it's like, okay, well, I want to be rock solid on the text and really know that and um, feel like I can communicate that effectively. And, and then on top of that, say, okay, well, do I have good illustrations that are painting a picture for everybody that are takeaways? Uh, and then also um, just the emotion of the room too. So you don't want to be too serious for the whole time, but you don't want to be too light and fluffy the whole time mm-hmm. either. So you're, you're just trying to navigate a lot more dynamics mm-hmm. Uh, in preparation for that. And you just don't have that same thing in teaching. Yeah. Not, not as much, at least for me anyway. Yeah. And I, and I, I you know, I, I teach a, uh, you know, large Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. So I it's a similar that. size um, to like the, 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 the group on Wednesday night with mm-hmm. the student ministry. So it's about 70 people mm-hmm. and man, it is, it's a, it's a different dynamic. Um, there is just that there's a little bit more, feels like more freedom. Yeah. You also yes. don't feel like you have to, I don't know about you, but when I'm teaching, I don't feel like I'm ha- having to. Um, there's not a conclusion, right? So right. every every week when I'm teaching, uh, for the most part, there is. I get to the end of my time, and I'm just at the end of my time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no like in conclusion. Let's sum up everything that we've talked about now. Yeah, uh, it's next week. We're going to be hitting the same. You know, we're going to be continuing on in this the same series. So there's there's not this sense of I've got to like, you know sum everything up maybe i should i don't know <laughs> maybe i should do that but not in teaching i don't it's just it just feels like there's there's a little bit more freedom there to yeah because you can you have the opportunity to go off on some rabbit trails for a little bit mm-hmm. too you know and and at least for me mm-hmm. there's just in, there's more insecurity in preaching than teaching because there's more voices in teaching because mm-hmm. other people are getting involved we're preaching like you leave here on sunday you're like oh all right did i do it a good job did i not and, yeah because again, you're just you're carrying the whole thing. Yeah, you know, it's your voice alone. Now, the benefit of that preaching is, to me, because uh, I, I love both sides of that—the preaching yeah. and the teaching. Um, I think the preaching benefit is uh, it forces clarity on my part, right? Absolutely. Which is actually it's difficult, but it's such a benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, it forces me to really think through the gospel. And to think through the text in a very, uh, as much of a laser-focused yeah. way as I possibly can, mm-hmm. um, and communicate that in as laser-focused way as I possibly can, um, and as broadly as you can. Yeah. Because you don't know who's in the room. Right. You know, the assumption, at least for me, in, in teaching, is that the people that are coming in are, are for the most part, pretty familiar mm-hmm. with the text, or they're familiar with Christianity, the idea, the basic concepts of Christianity, mm-hmm. whether that's true or not, right. I think it's a reasonable assumption. Whereas yeah. my prayer when I'm going into a preaching environment, because it is such an open environment, is my prayer is that there's yeah. someone who's not of faith. Yeah. The spectrum of the group of people that you have is probably wider. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and the prayer is that there's someone that's not a, a mm-hmm. believer and yeah. that you get the chance to, to sow a seed mm-hmm. of the gospel. Um, and that's kind of exciting also. <laughs> there's a, a lot of nerves that go along yeah. with that. So yeah. um, when you approach a text from a preaching standpoint mm-hmm. um, or a topic from a preaching standpoint, 
what's what is your do you have kind of a process that you go after or does it depend or, or kind of where do you yeah I haven't honed that skill mm-hmm. uh, to a point where I really have kind of a regimented um, sequence that I go through yeah instead you know for, so for this I'm reading the whole book of Galatians just trying to get the whole idea of the book in my head all right so what are the main points what's Paul really trying to communicate to the original hearers mm-hmm. all right so I want to be you know rock solid on that and then after that, um, spend some time in prayer just saying, all right, Holy Spirit, is there anything unique in here that you know who's going to be in the room on that Sunday? And so what is it that maybe you want to bring to the forefront that I just want to came up on, on my own? Mm-hmm. So I try to listen, take some notes there, and then I'm going to get into this text that I'm going to be preaching specifically. I try to read it at least five, six times. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to wash it over my, my mind and my heart, and then I want to connect with it. So mm-hmm. what are the exciting things that... I say that just jump into my mind about it, say, man, I'd get excited to preach about that. And I think hopefully other people would too. Uh, And then after that, I try to, I try to ask people questions too. Like I'll either pop into your office or Kenny or say, Mm -hmm. Hey man, what did you think about this? Mm -hmm. You know, I just try to other people. I feel like they've just been further down the road of their walk in Christianity Mm -hmm. and, and who have been preaching longer than I have just kind of get their input. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go to like commentators and, and I'll work through that. And then after that, um, I'm just rolling through. I just start writing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just on my computer just typing up as much as I can about the text and points that I want to bring out. And then the last thing I do, um, which to me, it's crazy. It's, it's it's almost the most difficult is to find the illustrations that connect. Yeah. So I do the illustrations at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said you don't have a really good home process, but that sounds, a pretty, that sounds like a pretty good process Yeah, that's probably my me. best self. Yeah. <laughs> that's How about you? Like, what do you... Well, is, yeah, for me, it's... I think it's... Um, you know, I think it, for me it changes, really changes depending on the text. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll approach a text um, in the Psalms very differently than I'll approach um, a, te- a text like in Galatians. You know, like mm-hmm. a historical yeah. uh, book is different than like an epistle. And so I, I really, I, I try to approach it from that, um, the literature side first. You know, what mm-hmm. is, you know, when I'm when I'm reading a psalm, I, I try to think think through it from the standpoint of the emotion and and the 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 just the 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 weight of it, the mm-hmm. sp- the spiritual gravity of it. I mean, I, I know that that's the case for all texts of scripture, yeah. but. Um, I will look at, you know, if it's possible, like with a psalm or something, I'll, I'll look at what the historical background of that particular psalm was. But then I'm always looking at it from the emotional standpoint, yeah, um, not the theological, um, the rational or whatever, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, and so that, that changes. You know, mm-hmm. I will spend a lot more time devotionally in those texts just mm-hmm. saying that, you know, if I'm preaching on like, you know, a, you know, Psalm, you know, 23, for example, which is, you know, the, the Psalm of the Shepherds, the easiest. I mean, that will be the cadence of my whole week. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I will, I will go to the commentaries and I'll do that, but it will be far less part of my preparation mm-hmm. than, than say like a, a Galatians passage, you mm-hmm. know, even though I've, I've preached on Galatians before, um, man, I, 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 the situation that Paul's dealing with, um, the situation that the Galatian church is dealing mm. with is so different. And if, if I'm preaching a text that I've preached before, um, I'll really try to read through it from a different angle. Yeah. Cause I'm going to read it from the angle of I'm writing this text. So yeah. like, well, if I'm Paul, I'm writing this text. And I think, uh, the first time I preached Galatians, that's really how I, I approached it. Yeah, that's right? good. 
I approach it from. If I'm Paul, what am I? If I'm their pastor, how am I? How, what am I trying to communicate? Then I'll then I'll then I'll approach it from. I'm the Galatians, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm the church receiving this. Yeah. So okay, well, you know, where's my head at? You mm-hmm. know, um, and and then this past time, this time that I'm preaching it, I'm really been approaching it from the Judaizer standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I've been approaching it from the standpoint of what are what are these people doing? Um, what are the, where are they coming from? You know, because mm-hmm. if you read it from Paul's standpoint, man, it, you just um, y- you're just gonna they're just the villain, right? They're right. Lex yeah, Luthor. Yeah. Paul is Superman. <laughs> Jesus is Superman. Paul is like Superman's right hand guy, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy or what? Jimmy Olsen or whatever, right? And and if and if but if you're reading it from the the and I think this week and we're getting into the specific text, you really see it from the Judaizer standpoint a little bit more clearly because you get Peter kind of mm-hmm. thrown in the mix. Yeah. I'm like, holy smokes, okay. If Peter's being led astray, then the Judaizers must really have yeah. an argument, mm-hmm. right? So let's let's get into that for a second. Yeah. Let's get into the actual text. So um, for those that, that, if you haven't listened to the, the messages, I encourage you, uh, I didn't do this last week, I really should do this every week, but I encourage you to go, uh, go to our YouTube page, go to our Facebook page, um, at FPC Lakeland, um, go to our website, listen to the messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian was preaching in Vine this past Sunday. I was in Classic, and uh, so you can kind of get the backstory. But if you didn't, haven't heard it yet, basic story is uh, P- Paul is uh, confronting Peter yeah. in in uh, in Gal- he's, he's recounting a story mm-hmm. to the Galatians of his in, uh, uh, confronting Peter. Yeah. Um, when you think about that confrontation, what is the thing that sticks out to you? Like, I, if you think about the actual moment of the confrontation. Yeah, I just think, how much did Paul work through his mind and figuring out, am I going to do this publicly in front of everybody else? Yeah. I mean, I just think that that's just so bold. I mean, you got Peter. I mean, super apostle, man. Yeah. Right? Um, we were talking about the other day. I mean, homeboys walked on water. I mean, he just had so <laughs> many just crazy moments with Jesus and then Paul's going to call him out in front of everybody in front of everybody yeah and then and there might be times I mean I understand why he did it because at least from my vantage point I think he wanted to show the Gentile believers that somebody was standing up for him that they were not second-class citizens and and that they're not outsiders in this thing and so he needed the Judaizers to hear it um he needed the uh, the Gentiles to hear it, and he needed uh, even you think even kind of his mentor Barnabas was led astray too, yeah. and so he's saying it to him as well. Um, and I just think that was just super bold, and I and I just think Paul's so thoughtful that he probably worked through that a lot in his mind to say, all right, is this the best call to do this right now, or should I pull Peter off to the side and say, hey, hey, bud, we need to have a conversation yeah. about what's going on right now, yeah, or maybe he had already, yeah, maybe and then he had. Peter hadn't responded. I don't know. Insane. Yeah, we're not given that. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because the the mode of confrontation seems somewhat counterintuitive to even what we read in the scripture. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. talks about pulling your brother aside. Yeah. But so there's an intentionality and the fact that he in in the passage he actually says he opposed him in front of everybody. everybody. He didn't just yeah. say he's opposed him, but he makes a point to say that. And I think your point yeah. um which I didn't really talk about in my message, but it's a really great point is that Think about the message that that Peter has sent to the Gentiles mm-hmm. by withdrawing right. from table fellowship, mm-hmm. um, by withdrawing from those tables, um, and and Paul is having to restore that and yeah. say, you know, Paul's uh, Peter's wrong. Yeah, P- Peter's wrong, and um, that is that's a really inter- it's so gutsy. Mm-hmm. 
on Paul's part. And, and, you know, it's just tough to do too, to speak the truth in love with gentleness, like how he went, I would have loved to just hear his voice, you know, just mm-hmm. how intense was he? And then even more, I would have loved to hear Peter's side of it. Yeah. Like if Peter would have wrote, all right, Hey, this is how I saw that interaction go yeah. down. You know what I mean? It would have well, been, we get, it would be interesting. Know, it's, it's interesting because you would think, um, it's one of the things that I think is, um, is interesting is, is to think through how Peter and Paul's relationship would have played out from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do get a little bit of a glimpse because Peter talks about in his own letters about Paul, right? Mm-hmm. So he talks about Paul, uh, and he actually refers to the, the writings of Paul as scripture. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously some sort of a situation in which Peter acknowledges that what what Paul is, he's if, if nothing else, he's speaking or he's writing the very words of God. Yeah, he's legit. So there's, this is interesting to think that there was probably some reconciliation that went on, mm-hmm. but what that looks like, it would be so interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're not given any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not even given Paul's words to Peter. Like, what did he? Yeah, specifically. What did you actually say? Yeah. Because and he's I, harsh because he says he stands condemned. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just that. I mean, that, that's strong language. Yeah. And then for Peter to be able to eat humble pie, I mean, nobody likes that. Yeah. Nobody, hey, oh yeah, I loved getting confronted the other day in front of everybody. That <laughs> nobody, was awesome. Nobody's Thanks. like, yes, let's have Appreciate a confrontation yeah. today where I get <laughs> right. told I'm wrong. Yeah. And the other person has a point, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, possibly shows a lot of humility on Peter's part, depending on how he took that. You know, I don't know. Well, yeah, he's been told to pipe down a bunch by Jesus. Yeah, so it's just he's getting it again from Paul. Well, that's and that's <laughs> the thing that Paul stands into that the the fact that Paul would stand into that role, mm-hmm. and that Peter would accept that is mm-hmm. pretty profound. I mean, Paul, you know, we think about speaking the truth in love and, and thinking about being gentle, but man, Paul's words. Throughout the whole letter, yeah, the the whole letter to the to the Galatians, when he's talking about people um, that are either adding to the gospel in their actual teaching, mm-hmm. the Judaizers, or they're adding to the gospel in they seem to be adding to the gospel in their actions, like mm-hmm. like Peter, he does not mm-hmm. pull punches. No, he is as I mean, you get get later on when he <laughs> in, in like chapter five, I mean he has really graphic language about what he wishes that they would do with them. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to tease that out. Yeah, We're not going to talk yeah. about it right now, I, but I it's, you it's that in their sermon a couple weeks from now. Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, his language is anything, but <clears throat> yeah. what any of us would consider gentle. I mean, last mm-hmm. week he, he talks about, um, the, the teachers, uh, that if anyone is preaching a gospel that's contrary to the one that they heard, that they stand anathema. They stand yeah. under the, yeah. the, ju- the, the destructive judgment of God. It's not just judgment. It's mm-hmm. destructive judgment of yeah. God. So it's a pretty passionate guy. Yeah. yeah. Even <laughs> if it's coming from angels. Nope. Yeah. There's or himself. Different. Or yeah. even from yeah. himself. I yeah. mean, he puts himself in that, that He's role. so self-aware that he will even maybe have a tendency to kind of stray from the gospel yeah. as well. Yeah. I appreciate that about him. Yeah. I mean, the self-awareness on Paul's part is uh, – That's I think that's one, one of the reasons that Paul – I think that God chose Paul to be in this, to stand in this capacity, is because one, he's he's not afraid, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and the, the, the same passion that he used to persecute the church immediately goes to building up the church yeah. for the sake of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's pretty self, he's throughout his letters he has a self awareness about his own potential shortcomings, mm-hmm. and that any success he has, even here. 
it, it is the direct result of Jesus Christ working right. in him. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the the what that means for us. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. Peter and Paul, um, the Peter-Paul kind of confrontation, what Peter's done, what Paul does. You know, where do you think that this, the, the truth of this scripture, where does that meet um, our souls and our lives? What, what, what would you say to that? Um, well, I think just how easy it is to slip just rules or Jesus plus something mm-hmm. and just attach that to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I was just awestruck. And you think how, like I said earlier, how much knowledge Peter has yeah. about the gospel, but yet he still reverts back to things that are going to make it, um, just more difficult to people for people to feel like they can be on the entry level into yeah. the, the faith. And so I just thought about that and think, man, where do I do that? Yeah. And, um, and so I have a bunch of different categories. I have a lot of Jesus plus categories. I'm just, I, I slip into workspace righteousness so quickly. Yeah. You know, yeah, Jesus, you know, I appreciate everything you've done for me, but I'm also, I need to do some work too. And yeah. if I don't, I'm feeling bad about myself. Yeah. And, and then I project that on other people because I just, Instead of just thinking, man, this gospel is so amazing, the fact that I just get a free gift and yeah. all I got to do is accept it, right? And so now I get to fight from a place of approval rather fighting for approval. Yeah. You know, and I just want that freedom, but I just got to dial that into my heart every yeah. day. And, and it just it's amazing how quickly it seems to fade, Yeah. you know, so. And I love that that way, the, the turn of phrase that you use, that, that fighting for approval mm-hmm. um, and what that means, that, that kind of... Um, that nervous like am i am i good today you know mm-hmm. am i am i in the in in good graces with god right. today versus the fighting from approval mm-hmm. like no i'm i'm a child of god mm-hmm. i because of the work of jesus christ not my own mm-hmm. and so from that standpoint i can fight for righteousness in my own life because mm-hmm. f- i'm fighting from a place where righteousness is already given to me right uh, I love that turn of phrase when yeah. you use that in the sermon. I, I, I just uh, I thought that was a, a really good way to think about that because the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ, and we get to this, and Paul gets to this in Galatians 5. We talked a little bit about this with Kenny last week. It doesn't, um, it doesn't, it's not a, uh, it's not a freedom to sin. Right. You know, Paul himself says mm-hmm. that, but it's so different to say, well, I'm forgiven, I'm loved, I'm, I'm cherished in the very way that I am and mm-hmm. so I'm going to out of gratitude live for Jesus yeah. Christ and that means turning my back on sin mm-hmm. yeah um, the gratitude piece is huge you yeah know. it's so big and you know and, and the adding to the gospel thing and you know it really I mean what, what Peter and Paul are doing what Peter's doing here really is is a, a is really an approval of others right right I mean his one of his things is is it's it's not really he's adding some sort of a theological work mm-hmm. to the gospel message. What he's doing is adding the importance of approval. Mm-hmm. And so when he doesn't get the approval, when he doesn't have the approval of those 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 Jewish leaders, he withdraws. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I think about um, you know what do we say about who is eligible mm-hmm. to be included into the family of God or granted citizenship into the kingdom of God what do we say by where we don't go right mm-hmm. you know I think um, 
not just where we go, but where do we choose to go mm-hmm. versus where do we choose to, man, I, I, I can't be seen around there. Yeah. You know, I can't be seen at the, at this restaurant or in this part of town or, mm-hmm. you know, at this, you know, working in this where, wherever, kind of insert kind of whatever the other side of the tracks is yeah. for, for you. Um, and what is that, what, what message does that send um, about Christianity in general? If you say, I'm, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but I'm just not going to follow him there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, yeah, especially when you start to bump up to people that have different behaviors, different beliefs than yeah. you do. Um, different looks. Yeah. Different, yeah. You know, different ideology. Just different flavors on how they express yeah. things. And, and I get it. I mean, I, it's easier for Peter just to eat with the Jews. Yeah. The conversation would have been more familiar. You know what I mean? He probably knows someone a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. But like what you said, that's a, just such a good point that he's distancing himself from people. Mm-hmm. And then that's having an impact on how they see themselves in relation to God. Yeah. To say, well, wait a second. If these guys are kind of um, separating themselves from us, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, are we actually in, mm-hmm. you know? And so you think what types of people and temperaments, beliefs, behaviors mm-hmm. do people have that think, well, man, I, I just, I don't know if I can be a part of that community because I don't conform or I don't look or act the same way they do, mm-hmm. you know? And I just want to be somebody that, yeah, I mean, one of my prayers is just, Lord, I just want to, I want to be around the most eclectic group of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so vast variety of personalities and to be able to be at home with all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm all going to be, be best friends with everybody, but I can navigate through a lot of different behaviors or personalities that people have yeah. and say, man, you're my brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's link arms and start kicking Satan's butt and taking his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, man, I that's really great points. And, uh, man, really love hanging out and yeah, talking. Sure. And um, uh, really appreciate your gifts uh, and the fact that we get to hear what God has given you to say uh, to our community and um, just continue to pray for good things uh, to come from you. And uh, next week, uh, Kenny will be back. We'll be talking about week mm-hmm. three, chapter three of uh, in our series uh, from uh, the book of Galatians. And so we hope that you guys will join us. All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming in, yeah, Brian. Love having love being here, Zach. Appreciate it, man. Yeah.